he was so in love he like he paid for a rent he paid for a groceries he bought a phone wow he gave her a credit card to spend whatever way she crazy fit she like even thanked me she came with like a 200 euros just like fortune this is for you damn so what's what 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 does 200 euros mean for a kid in cyprus who has just quit his job it's a lot my guy because i can cover my rent for the month wow you see so it was it was nice so yeah so cyprus was late especially when i started meeting these nigerian guys they knew how to party and word reached the other city that if you go to this city there's a guy called fortune, fortune. oh who knows, but so now you're a brand so now i'm a brand everyone is calling me they're coming to the city to say well you not a brand girls. you are a pimp well yeah if you want to put it in layman's <laughs> terms <laughs> welcome everybody to another episode of live life podcast you are here tad thank you so much for tuning in for another one so today we have a very interesting episode. We managed to get Fortune to have a sit down with us and share some of his stories. So from high school to tertiary, from Africa to Europe and anything else that could go wrong in between. So really, really hope you enjoy this one. Stick around and find out. But me, because I'm going to the school where my classmates are coming with cars. Yep. And I have a car back home. Fuck you think I'm going to do? I'm going to steal that motherfucker. So I stole the... I, I, yeah. I went first. Boom. Good girls see me pulling up with the car. Everything is proper. Like a, you know, a couple of days, nothing happened. One day, it's part on me. Just need a burp. Gotcha. So I got... I stole the car. Picked up my friends. It was a seven-seater. My friends are in there. We are drinking and Christian. Those days we're learning how to drink. Most we're not like you're not advanced like how we are now. Yeah, you know, uh, professionals. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, still the car. My mates are in there. There was a tournament, basketball tournament. I went to a boys' high, a boys' school. So okay. we're like sister schools. Mm-hmm. Like this other school with the girls. That's your sister school. So what yeah. school did you go to? Alan Wilson. Okay. What was the sister school? Queen Elizabeth. Okay. So it's like all girls are high and boys. So they just made just like, okay, it's a sister school. So I was known there because I was the guy. Okay. School. You know, cool. when America say cool guys and shit, that's me here in Africa. So. So you are the cool guy. Yeah, I am the cool guy. Gotcha. gotcha. Bro, look at me. Yeah, no, you are. I, I won't take that away from you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I stole the car, fished my meds, we drinking, we drinking, then we out of alcohol. Like, okay, guys, let's go find more alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, and then I looked at the petrol gauge. We didn't, we're almost out of petrol. Okay. Or gas, as Americans call it. So, I'm like, okay, guys, let's go get some gas. As we're getting some gas, I was drunk as fuck. Got our gas. We're playing music, bumping. Everyone is having a good time. As I was coming out of the petrol station, I bumped this nigga's car. And I didn't have a license by then. I'm like, shit, I'm not stopping. Okay. Because if I stop here, I'll get arrested. I started driving. This guy starts following me. Oh, snap. He's following me, guy. And he's hooting. And me, I'm going. My friends are like, yo, dude, stop. I'm like, bruh. Why would I stop? Why? I don't have a license. I'm an ordinary dude. You know what I mean? I'm like, do you want to go to jail? No, I'm like, nigga, they'll make you a wife in that motherfucker. <laughs> 
this nigga was a colored dude. I'm like, brother, wife you up in that motherfucker. Let's, you know, let's ride this out. Yeah. We drove, we drove, we drove. So, um, the taxis, the, you know, the, the taxi guys, they saw that I was driving away. Yeah. They closed the road so that I couldn't go anyway. So the guy caught up to me. Mm-hmm. Came there, took me out of the car. He slept me, slept me. I didn't feel shit because I was drunk and I smoked weed. I was high as fuck. It's like, I'm, I don't know what this guy is doing. He puts me in his car. You remember, I told you seven friends in the car. <laughs> can you imagine how many friends I was left with at that point? Tell me. You can guess. Zero. <coughs> well, close enough, I left with two. But that's, <coughs> that's a win, though. Like, out of seven friends. Yeah, well, you can, you can see who are but that, But that's a proper ratio. Like, of the, uh, if you have seven people around you, chances are only two people are willing to ride with you. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I thought my mates were gonna. So that was you learning the lesson. Yes, it was. It was a lesson learned. So two of my friends stayed behind. One stayed with the car. The other one went with me to the police station. Went to the police station, trying to size me up. Got my sister to come and fetch me. My sister negotiated with the police. You know, bribed them so that they can let me go. What do you mean? What? So they that they bribed the policemen. Yep. So they could let me go so I, I wouldn't spend the night in a cell. Okay. So, so they were okay with taking the money just to let you be okay. It's Zimbabwe, my guy. Shit. <laughs> they will take whatever they can get. <laughs> Policeman took the money. The guy I hit is like, okay, I don't mind. We don't have to, you know, open a docket for this nigga. Mm. As long as they pay the damages for the car, I'm fine. So took my sister's diesel and everything. I uh, bribed the police. We left. Uh, they paid for that nigga's car, and then I went home. And man, you I was what home. happened at home? So now at home you are a criminal. I'm a criminal, but my mother was not there, most. So that's a my good father thing. was not there. That's a good thing. You see, so word reached them that the nigga did some shit here. So when they came home, my mother couldn't even talk to me. For how long? Didn't even look at me. I went there to say hello, mother. She's like nigga, fuck, who are you? He didn't even say shit. I'm like, wow, the animosity in this household. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, I just wrote it through. I'm like, okay, he's fine. She didn't say shit. And my dad had the story. So, my dad came. He didn't say shit as well. So, to him, he's like, nah, you know, it happens. It's kids. Yeah. This is what kids Yeah, do. we're growing up. Yeah. You know, they're growing up. They're learning. These are the, the, the new... Like, if you're going to get into trouble, your trouble is only going to... Like the, the the how can I say? It's only gonna get worse as you go older. Yeah. Like it's not gonna yeah. get less yes hectic. Like you're only gonna get into more trouble and more trouble and trouble. And now it just happens to be with the law. Yeah, yeah. So to him, this was like a learning curve mm. uh, for me. You know, so it's like you know what? Don't beat this child because you know in Africa, parents they beat the shit out of their children. I know that, and uh, we don't call the police on our parents. Because yeah. the police would tell you, like, beat that nigga up. <laughs> so we don't do that. Like, Americans, like, ah, I'm gonna call the police on you. Ah. Fuck no. <laughs> so my mother couldn't beat the shit out of me. It was my dad told her, don't beat this nigga. Yeah, give him a chance. Give him a chance. I don't want this nigga to kill himself thinking you're gonna beat him up. Because he had an experience where his friend, the son went got into some shit and he was worried what the parents were going to do. So he killed himself. 
snap. So, so my dad was worried that I might do this, and but nigga, you know how much I love life. You think I was gonna kill myself about nah, this? Shit? Of course, you were not. But that's a huge topic, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have taken their lives just because of petty things, because the things that they value, they mm-hmm. feel like. I, I there's no more life for me. Yeah, it's like when you grow up in a strict household. Mm. If you do something stupid, you know there're going to be repercussions for that. And you don't want to, you know, get to that point where you have to face these things. Yeah. So the easy way out for them is to just take their lives, gotcha. which I think well, it depends on the person, but for me I wouldn't do that, you know. No, um, gotcha. but f- well, to a certain extent you are trained social worker right yes and to an ordinary person who would think of that as an option to say because what i think is not acceptable i have done that thing that i think is not acceptable mm-hmm. now i feel like there's no way for me to to express myself or i feel like the only way for me is to take my life like what would you say like what what are your thoughts to that person like because clearly you were in a space mentally where you could say like of course i'm not going to take my life it was not even an option like yeah. hearing you speak like it's not even an option mm. so like what would you say to that person that feels like that is the only option yeah well personally i would say don't do it because at the end of the day once you take your life and then you find out that people that stay behind will be asking themselves like why would you do that like, mm. We could have resolved this in a more simpler manner Got you. than you taking your life. Like, you know, there was no need for that. But it's because these people, they've grown up in a very strict household where any silly mistake can get you beaten up or, or grounded or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So if you do something major like that, you're like, shit. I'm done for. I'm <laughs> done. This is like, nah, I, I cannot, you know. And for you, you went ahead and took it in that sense. And what happened? Like, was it that bad though? Like it wasn't that bad, but I only realized it was bad later on because I thought my mother had forgotten, but clearly she didn't because she beat the <laughs> fuck out of me later on in life. But yeah, that's another story we'll get to. <laughs> so as I was saying, my, yeah. my dad said, "Don't beat this nigga." She didn't beat me, but you can see there's animosity in this household. She wasn't saying much. It was just like people that are sharing a house. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm their roommate or something. <laughs> Oh, not saying shit to me. So, and then later on, after like a few months after my old debacle here and this whole thing. Yeah. So, in, you know, in this household, you know, you have households where like, in as much as the, the husband is supposed to be the, the, the leader of the house. Okay. You have households where the mother is the one with the more power than... Very common. ...than the husband. So that was the case in our household. My mother had more power than my father. Like, she could tell that nigga to do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. You see, and he would oblige. And uh, there was one... It's like, everyone would see, even my siblings would see, like, nah, the way our father's being treated in this house is not proper. Yeah. So one day, she... she I don't know. She was shouting at my dad and stuff, and it got to me, and I'm like, yo, like... I, I confronted my mother. I'm like, yo, why are you shouting at this guy? Like... Yeah. Like, what's wrong? But I, I don't know their history. Yeah. I don't know where this is emanating from. Yeah. They have their own history, but because of what I'm seeing, I feel like this is not okay. Mm-hmm. But my dad would not say anything. He would just, you know, let it go and then he leaves. So I confronted my mother. My dad like, no, chill. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm like, nah, man. Leave cannot, it. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, she cannot keep treating you like a child. 
And so my dad left to go to church. My mother pulled me into a bedroom, yeah. locked the door, Whoa. took an umbrella, huge umbrella, <laughs> started beating the fuck out of me. I'm like, and then, like, what the fuck did I do? She's like, oh, so you love your father more than me. Why are you standing up for this nigga? Wow. No one stands up for me. Every time I say something, your father, everyone wants to come guns blazing here. Piss the fuck out of me. Then she brings the topic of when I stole the car. Oh, now when we're I, back to the car now. Like I told you. Now we're going to deal with the story. car. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was over, but clearly not. It wasn't. My ass is saying something different. <laughs> like, no, nigga. She fucked the shit out of me, bro. Oh, she, she man. She fucked me up. She, she slapped me. She hit me with an umbrella. She's like, yeah, you think I forgot that you stole my car? You got in an accident? You were drunk with your friend? I'm like, and then, like, where is this coming from? I thought we were past this issue. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, it never really... Yeah, and and mm. it, it will still come back to you. So now we, 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 we get into this car accident. We have seven friends, but now we've got two left out of the seven. Mm-hmm. What happened to the five? The five, like I said, there was a tournament at our high school mm-hmm. with where all like a bunch of schools were there, and I was a known, I was known there. So the five people that left, they went to the school and then they started spewing lies. Wow! They told the girls, "Fortune got in an accident. Fortune hit someone with his car. There's a guy who's lying on the floor there. Fortune was arrested, and, and like where this reached, everyone knows what's happening." Wow! My phone is ringing nonstop. And what year was this again? 2012. Okay. My phone is ringing non-stop. I cannot answer it because I'm at the police headquarters. Damn. And I didn't know that that's the word that has been, you know, circulating at, uh, at school. You know, uh, the friend that went with me. Yeah. Of the, the, the two that were of left. Of the two that were left. Yeah. One was uh, stayed behind with the car. But the one we made to the police station. Yeah. So after we, my sisters come to fetch me and stuff, the one in the police station then left and went back to school. Yeah. Right. So that's when he told the people, like, no, nah, man, no, fortune is fine. And people were thinking I'm, I was arrested. I'm going to sleep in the cells. They didn't know that I left. Yeah. And this was, like, a Saturday. Gotcha. Because if you arrested on a Saturday, you get out on a Monday. Monday, yeah. But because of corruption and whatever, yeah. I got out the same day. So my friend went back and then told them, like, no, nah, man, the nigga is fine. But they didn't believe anything. I went back home. And I went to school back on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yo. I was the talk of the town, my guy. Because as much as that sounds like it's such a bad story, it's a good story in high school. Shit, bruh. It's a fucking That's a good story. You know, on Monday, we're chilling on a break and people are saying, what did you do this weekend? And you have a story like that. You know, when the English teacher tell you to write a story about your weekend, Ah. imagine if I wrote this shit down, I'll get an A. Well, maybe probably C plus, but well, well depending I think on how I you put it, a, you know. because of the content, mm-hmm. yeah. But we don't know of your skills and, and, and putting together the the, the punctuation. Yeah, and all that. that's mo- another story. Yeah, most probably. Maybe you know your story, but your expression maybe is not all this. Shit, facts. But best believe that's a pass. Facts <laughs> above average. <laughs> so everyone is saying like this guy was arrested. I. And they're asking me, are you coming from the cells? I'm like, my guy, I'm not coming from the police station. I'm coming from my house. Yeah. And they're like, no, people told us you slept at the cells. I'm like, what? 
So that's when I realized all those niggas that left me, my friends. They were telling stories. They were telling stories to these people. Even the girls from that girls' school, the sister school, they saw me like, yo, fortune, where do you arrested? Yeah. I'm like, wow. So what was your relationship now with these people that deserted you? Now the nah, I, I knew which ones were my people and which ones are not. Of course, we, we were still, you know. Young. Uh, talking cordial. Is that the word? Cordial, yeah. I'm still cordial. Yeah, you're out here just coming through with the big words. Yeah. But you, you are know. a mind shaper at the end of the day, so we can't really limit you. You know how it is. So, yeah, we could still talk and stuff, but I could see, like, uh, uh, these are my day ones, these are not my day ones. So, these were some of those stories that, um, that happened. This is 2012. We all know that you had an escapade. We, well, I know, not if you want, but. We we know that at some point you ended up leaving the continent. Oh yeah, that almost didn't happen because of this escapade <laughs> that I did. But I'm a last born child, man. You know, okay. the, the born we have the parents. The baby. I'm the baby of the family, so whatever I want is going to happen. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I finished. I finished high school. I need to go to varsity. I need to go to university. What now? I was supposed to go. To, I'm from Zim, as you know, Zimbabwe. I was supposed to come to South Africa for my okay. uh, first year education. But the fucked up thing, when I was in high school, I was playing a lot. And when I was doing my applications, I was fucking up my applications. My UWC applications, UCT applications. I was just applying and shit. I had NBT. You know, with the UCT have to do like you NBT, NBT. and shit. I, hate I had that to test. come and do an NBT. And I didn't even come for that shit. <laughs> you didn't even do your NBT. I didn't even come, my guy. That's a messed up test. I did that test twice. It's not Did nice. you pass? Yeah, of course I passed. But then, like, for me, my scores, I didn't even understand why my scores Nah, were like I didn't that. even come for that shit. So, at the end of the day, I finish high school. I'm rejected at all the places I applied here in South Africa because I didn't really do a proper application. Was that the reasoning? Did they give you feedback on why you were rejected? Yeah, they just rejected me because I knew why, when I was applying, I knew I was doing shit. Okay. Because I wasn't focused. I didn't think that I would want to go to Couldn't university. Couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered. So you were not even trying to get to do university? No, I thought I would just be rich somehow. <laughs> you thought you would just be rich somehow? I thought I would be rich somehow, bro. Damn, fam. I, I didn't think there was a need for me to go to university. I, you know, I just thought blood flows. You know, money flows in my blood. But well, well it still does. I had to learn yeah. the hard way. But yeah. Okay, cool. So that didn't happen. So that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to study in Zimbabwe. Fuck no. Everyone studied abroad. Who am I to study in Zim? Okay. So I had an ex-girlfriend from my high school, from my sister's school. Yeah. So I was talking to my ex-girlfriend and then she's telling me, now she's going to Cyprus, this um, island in Europe next to Greece. Thank you for the geography lesson. Yeah, of course. Not all your listeners know where Cyprus (laughs) is. We have to, like, you know. The fake Europe. Yeah, we have to let them know. <laughs> so she tells me she's going to Cyprus. There are agents that are, you know, uh, finding places for people and shit. I'm okay. like, she's like, if you want, I can introduce you. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. No, okay, we can do that. So she introduced me to the agents. I applied. And then they're like, what do you want to study? I'm like, uh, don't you need my results for this shit? Nope. Like, nigga, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever results you have. <laughs> I'm like, I think I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Witch an crap. attorney, attorney, in <laughs> <laughs> the legislature. <laughs> yeah, so I applied. I got the law, the law programs. Like, okay, fortunately, I accepted. Your results are fine. You can do this, right? So I'm like, okay, ah, uh, thank you. I'm like, I can come. 
So I told my parents, this is what we are doing now. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the one thing that led me to, to, to Cyprus is because my brother was a Stellenbosch, right? The, yeah. Oh. Give it to me. For me? Yeah. Ah, thank you. So my brother was a Stellenbosch. Yeah. And you know Stellenbosch is a prestigious university in South Africa. What <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. Can I have my drink back, man? Yeah. Cool. So, you know, and then, so my, my parents are like, okay. The big man. Yeah, the big man. The engineer. Was, mm. <laughs> yeah. So, in African households, as, as you know. In your household. Let's keep it here. Okay, I'll yeah. keep it in my household, but this will apply to many of the people. Cool. When parents had children, they had like a shitload of children. They are all premise on this was that if they have a, a lot of children if they get to a point where they cannot take care of their children mm-hmm. the other siblings will help and take care of their other children mm-hmm. and i'm sure you can attest to to this as well mm-hmm. all right so what happened was so as i was going to university so this is cyprus now no before cyprus okay so my mother was contacting my siblings like yo we need money for this nigga for university for me got you you know so everyone like the most people that had money like okay it's fine it's cool but then word reached my mother that my other brother was complaining why my daddy had a shitload of children if he cannot take care of his children you see wow so that's what my brother the engineer was saying okay got you yeah so he's like okay why did he have a lot of children if he cannot take care of them so my mother like, nigga, you cannot be complaining. Like, your sister sent you to school. Like, the fuck are you talking about? The same applied to you. The same applied to you. So yeah. what are you talking about? So my mother told me that shit. And I'd, I was, like, very angry my brother. I texted him, like, really, really nigga? Like, the fuck? Are you going to say this shit? And he had to call me, like, yo, you know, uh, you know, I think everything has been taken out of context. That's not what I meant. You're my brother. You can go wherever the fuck you want. I will pay for everything you did. I was just expressing a point, you know, don't let mom come between us and stuff and stuff, you know. But mom... I'm happy that to... conversation happened because yeah. we wouldn't be here today. Yeah, no, we yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't. So mom, of course, mom is like, nah, fuck it, fuck all these people. I will send you to school myself, you see. Mom so, being mom's. Mom being mom and me, anything. you see, and yeah. me being a last child, I'm just listening to this woman. But you... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mom, we can do everything we want together. You know? <laughs> so Amanda like, Love. <laughs> so mother is like, don't worry. Yeah. We can sell the car. Of course, the agents they told us once you're in Cyprus, you can get a job and you can pay for yourself as well if you want. You see, so that was the whole premise. So they're like, okay, they'll pay for my first year. And you can get a job. Then in I Cyprus. get a job in Cyprus <laughs> and then I can pay for my own tuition. And me wanting to be a responsible young adult, I'm like, yeah, sure, that can happen. So my mother, mother's like, okay, it's fine. I will sell the car. I don't need it because you're living. Yeah. So we'll sell the car and we had a, that Chigayo, the, the, the milling uh, the mill, mill machine call thing. It, yeah. We'll sell the shop. We can send you there. I'm like, cool. And that's big because that's already like a very lucrative yeah, business it was, in that space. Because you are giving people the staple. Yeah. Know. Yeah, so that that's a huge sacrifice yeah. on mother's side, eh? It was a huge sacrifice. They sold the car for like what, uh, fifty thousand rands. Mm. They sold the shop for like eighty thousand rands, right? So they paid for my first year, 
Just to get your idiot ass to school. Just to get my idiot to school, we paid for the first year and the flights. And uh, yeah, and then we had a whole big party for for me to leave and stuff. We did that and then I left. I so we're in Cyprus now? Now we're in Cyprus. Wow, my guy, I'm looking, I'm like, wow, this is Europe. I'm waiting for snow, but there's no snow. Because <laughs> that place is hot as fuck. They don't have snow that side of Europe. So you went to the wrong side of Europe for you. I went to the wrong side of Europe, my guy. <laughs> So, and, 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 and even as saying you went to the wrong side of Europe, there's so many reasons why, apart from the snow, it's not just a wrong side of Europe for, for snow. There's other aspects to it. Yeah, because I was in, you know, when it comes to Cyprus, there's North Cyprus and South Cyprus. Mm-hmm. North Cyprus is, is controlled by Turkey. That's where I was. South Cyprus is part of Greece. It's on its own. So gotcha. not, where I was not even recognized when it comes to international law. Because what Turkey is doing is not is not in accordance with the to, European to the laws. Because Turkey is like Cyprus is their protectorate, uh, you know. And a lot of people do this thing where they say, "Oh, I'm going to school in Europe," but they're going to Cyprus. And the perception, what is the general perception versus the actual? Well, what when happens you, when you go there, you think you're going to be seeing snow and all these high rise buildings and stuff. In North Cyprus, mm-hmm. of course, South Cyprus is different. It's proper there. North Cyprus, you get there, it's like the same thing as South Africa here. South Africa is even much better than where we were. Gotcha. Just that you have nice views and and beaches and shit. Mm. I mean, like beaches you know, as beach, in like the, the water and the, the water, sand. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to clarify. Yeah, there. no, I had to get back to that. Cool. Area. So we're in Cyprus now. Yeah, we're in Cyprus. I did my first year. I I was looking for a job. I couldn't find shit. Well, they speak Turkish there. I didn't know a word of Turkish. So if you want a job, you have to know how to speak the language. Oh, man. I cannot speak the language. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. So, I'm telling my parents, I can't find a job in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Because I can't speak the language. Now they're telling me I'm lazy. Yeah, hey, you're lazy. You don't want to look for a job. I'm like, okay, cool. I will look for a job. So one day, I got kicked out of this house I was staying at. Okay. There's a reason why I got kicked out of this house. Do you want to know the reason? Go for it. So, I was staying with this Arab guys uh-huh. from from the Middle East. There, me and my friend, we we were staying at the hostels at the university at the campus, right? Got you. But the rules at the hostels were just too strict, man. Like you not bring girls and stuff. So like, nah, I can't stay in this thing where I cannot bring girls. Yeah. Let's look for our own place. Mm-hmm. We found these Arab guys. They said, nah, guys, you can come. We can stay with us. And we started staying with these guys. And we're paying our rent to them. Okay. Thinking they're giving the landlord the money. But oh. these guys were not giving the landlord the money. Man. So the landlord came one day. And he saw me. He's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, nigga, I stay here. <laughs> who the fuck are you? He's like, nigga, this is my house. I'm like, fuck. And he's like, I want everyone the fuck out of here. Man. Yeah, so we got kicked out. I had to, f- I had to go crash at my friend's place. Says I was crashing at my friend's place. This was... is all not known to the people back at home. No, they don't know. These are your shit. struggles. These are my struggles. I can't be divulging all this information. Gotcha. So as I was staying at this house, my friend's house. So my other friend was working at a farm with this other uh, Turkish guy. He's only like Turkish guy that could speak English. Okay. So that's like the job you can get. Because he speaks English. Mm-hmm. So he came to look for my friend. I told him, my friend is not here. And he's like, ah, shit, I need someone. Do you want a job? I'm like, ah, 
Jesus. <laughs> Lord, you found me. You knew I wanted a job. So I'm like, yeah, I want a job, nigga. What the fuck you talking about? He's like, come. And then I came to this guy. I got the job. But the job was very difficult. It's something I've never experienced before. Yeah. So he had a farm. So he had animals. But, you know, the cows and whatever, they don't go outside to graze. Yeah. You bring them the food. So we had to cut the grass, put it in a truck, and go and feed these things. Okay. So it was it was too much. Like, I would go there, I would come back looking like, like a hobo or like a homeless person because of how dead Berghi, I was. as we would say in Cape Town, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I worked there for like a good two weeks. And one day, I went there with my friend, my housemate, to work as well. Mm-hmm. We worked, we worked, we're dirty as fuck. And it was our tea break. So I told my husband take a picture of me in that dirt. He mm-hmm. took a picture of me. I sent it in the family group. I told them, yeah, man at work. That was the <laughs> caption. Man at work. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck? This is what you're doing. What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. Fuck you, man. What am I doing? You said I should work. You said I should work. You said I should find a job. This is the job. You I said I'm responsible and I'm being responsible. I'm being responsible. Let nigga. You've never worked in a farm your day in your life. Why the fuck would you start working in a farm in, in Europe? Europe? Damn. I'm like, well, oh, that's the job I could get. They're like, nah, if that's the one you could get, then don't work. I'm like, come again, say what? <laughs> so don't work, nigga. So come again, say what? <laughs> so don't work, nigga. I'm like, wow. Something right. Something ain't right. Here. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something right. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something right. Something right. Come, come again, say what? <laughs> Said, no. If there's no jobs, don't work. We'll support you as a shit. Great. By all means, go for so it. So I stopped working. I told my husband I stopped working. My husband told me, hey, why would you stop working at a time like this? You know, we're looking for jobs and you can stop working. I want This is all Cyprus where you were supposedly learning. You, you were <coughs> there for school, but you also have to deal with these things. Yes, because that's what I'm saying. Like most of the parents that send their children there on the premise that... The children are going to find jobs yeah. and support themselves. But come when you get to the place, you find out... You don't know Turkish, so you can't get jobs. You can't get shit, right? Mm. So I told my friend I, I, I quit. He's like, yeah, why, why are you quitting? I want that job. I contacted my boss. I'm like, yo, if, seeing as if I'm, I'm quitting here, I have a replacement for you. I have this nigga. I sent that nigga there. My boss fetched him at 6 a.m. By 12, at midday, that nigga quit. <laughs> Same day. <laughs> so now you understood why. You understood why I I I quit. He's, he came back. He's like, my guy. I don't know how you were doing that, but I would rather stuff. Man, I am not doing that. You know. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's man. the whole Sabra story. So I did one year. I was studying law. I was doing well. I passed with distinctions and everything. Proper lawyer, my guy. Right. Till today, we can tell. Sometimes you, you see now, <laughs> I was a lawyer. I even almost represented my friend in jail when he was arrested. Damn. Yeah, but that's another story for another day. Cool, and we'll wait for that other day. Of, but of course. <laughs> so, I stopped working, and then I did my first year, and then word reached me that people are saying, "Nah, I'm too far from home." But Cyprus was the shit, bruh. Yeah. Like oh I, yeah, I there was, was the 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 big parties there yeah. was the big house parties yep. the big events and all of that stuff yes, that was yes. cyprus that was cyprus so okay if i'm to tell you to sum cyprus up in a paragraph to tell me like what were the ma- major highlights of a kid in cyprus 
Okay. What would you tell me? Well, not for an ordinary kid. As you know me, I'm a cool guy. Of I course. get along with people. So I got along with these Nigerian guys. Yeah. And Congolese and, and Cameroonians. They were also there. Yeah. But these people, they were saying they were students, but in courts, students in courts. Gotcha. But they're not really students. They were there doing their online businesses, scamming people and shit. Yeah. You know. So one day, I, I was there in Cyprus. It was my birthday. I had a cousin there, but it was in another city. Yeah. So he told me, like, dude, I'm coming to your city today. I'm like, cool. He came to my city with his Cameroonian's friends. Mm-hmm. Came there with a drop top, nice car. Wow. Like, yo, bro, where are the girls? I'm like, dude, it's my birthday today. He's like, what? It's your birthday? The Cameroonian guy's like, nah, let's go buy alcohol. Went to the liquor store. I started picking, like, the cheapest shit I could find. You know, I'm being... Yeah, because you're being reasonable. Yeah. being reasonable. Mm. These guys are like, nah... Dude, pick whatever you want. From your heart. My guy. Your said, heart of hearts. She, I started picking bottles, bottles, bottles. Much obliged. I started picking bottles and everything. I I put the bottles in the car, everything. They paid for everything. And went to my house. Because I, I found another place. Remember, I was, oh, was partying. Yeah. 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 I found another place. So I was staying with my friend at this house. <clears throat> so... This guy's like, okay, fortune with the alcohol, but where are the girls? So, as I knew a lot of girls, I contacted them. I'm like, yo, it's my birthday. Can you come through? Like, yeah, sure. Can you fetch us? I'm like, yeah. We fetched the girls, went to my house. Uh, and then this guy's, this Cameroonian guy's like, wow, guy, you know a lot of girls. And yeah. Like, we're intrigued, man, because they have money, but they don't know how to talk to the girls. Gotcha. So, I introduced them to the girls and stuff. Even one girl got another guy. This guy, he was so in love. He like he paid for a rent, he paid for a groceries, he bought a phone. Wow! He gave her a credit card to spend whatever way she crazy. didn't fit. She like even thanked me. She came with like two hundred euros. She's like, "Fortune, this is for you." Damn! Thank so you. what's what 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 does two hundred euros mean for a kid in Cyprus who has just quit his job? It's a lot, my guy, because I can cover my rent for the month. Wow! You see. So it was it was nice. So yeah, so Cyprus was late, especially when I started meeting these Nigerian guys. They knew how to party. And word reached the other city that if you go to this city, there's a guy called Fortune. Fortune. Oh, who knows? But so now you're a brand. So now I'm a brand. Everyone is calling me. They're coming to the city to see well, me. Well, not a brand. Girls. You are a pimp. Well, yeah. If you want to put it in layman's <laughs> terms. <laughs> If you want to put it in layman's terms, then yeah, I was a pimp of some sort. But of course, I wouldn't want to, you know, label myself as such because I feel like it's demeaning. Gotcha. But, well, essentially, that's what I was doing. So yeah, um, they came. But to you see were me. hooking up people to get their lives better because not everyone out there is doing well, and there's people that genuinely are looking for such people just to have a life with to a point where like the example that you gave with the girl that ended up getting rent paid credit cards and all of that stuff she's a good person mm-hmm. and that person that's giving her even though whatever they're doing to get that money they also are looking for another person to share their life with so yeah. to a certain extent you are you are matchmaking that's the thing so essentially that girl was like my pilot project Cause she went back Damn. and told her friends that nah, fortune was so short. So her friends were coming to me, and I have a Nigerian connect that wants girls. That like, well, if I say wants girls like trafficking, no, not like that. I mean, okay. Like, they Thank you for clarifying. Girlfriends, yeah. You know? So I had to connect them to those guys, and I would tell them like, well, if you want this nigga, that's on you. But just be careful. 
have your relationship or whatever you want. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I would reach the other city. The other guys will even send me money, send me money to rent a car to go to the city with some girls. So your Cypress life was fire, fam. It was fire, bro. Even when I came back to South Africa, I was depressed for a bit. I'm like, the fuck am I doing in this country? Cool. So now you're back to South Africa. I know there's a lot more Cypress to talk about, but Mm. we'll get to it at some point. So now you're back to South Africa. The first impressions is depression. So what is that transition from depression to... Yeah, it was... This is all right. What was the transition? Well, as you know, I, I have been in South Africa. I used to come yeah, for prior, holidays, for holidays prior, and stuff, you yeah. know, Cyprus yeah. and everything. I used to come for holidays and everything. So I knew quite a bit about South Africa. but Cape Town to be specific. Yeah, Cape Town. But coming back and living my Cyprus life and coming here and I have to struggle and shit. And I have to start looking for girls and shit. It was a war. Bill- okay, cool. Why did you even come back to South Africa? So is Why I do you s- leave Cyprus? As I said, yeah. when I finished my first year. Yeah. I was talking to the family that this guy is very far from us. If anything happens to him, we wouldn't... And this is very common, eh? Mm-hmm. Where people go out to Europe or Asia and stuff and they do stuff, but then they end up having to come back home halfway through their course or their degree and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, what's your story? Yeah, yeah so on. they said, no, this guy is very far from home. Um, we don't know whatever shit is catching up on that side. I think he needs He's to be too closer. Far. It's too far. Mm. He needs to be closer to home. So word reached me that I need to come back. And I told my family, I'm like, I'm not going back to Zimbabwe. If you want me to go back to Zimbabwe, you might as well forget. I'd rather stay in this motherfucker, work in these farms and pay my way, you know, through Yeah. Sport. They're like, no, you can go to South Africa. You can land in South Africa. We find a place in South Africa, then you can study there. I'm like, okay, say less. Booked my plane, <laughs> came back straight to South Africa, looked for a spot uh, for university to study at. I found my spot, went back to Zim, sorted out my papers, and then I came back. That's this. That's when I came back to South yeah. Africa. Now. Right. So, as I got back, I'm trying to adjust to life in South Africa. Yeah. You know? And you have us. And I have you guys and, you know, everyone, people I knew prior to yeah. know, all of this. From the holidays. Yeah, from the holidays and stuff, my cousins and stuff, and... It was very difficult to adjust because I'm seeing my friends' statuses. They are there. I'm seeing them on Facebook. And, and you know this life. You can tell exactly where they are, I what know. is happening. And you know what could happen from that. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. You know, people texting me, girls texting me, they miss me. You know, they don't have a connect to them. You and know. you had a good connect that you had set up there. Like yeah. your whole life was set there. It was set, my guy. So they're telling me, yo, bro, like, where are you? We miss you. Out South Africa. So I got back here. At first, it was a bit difficult, but once I started going to the socials, going to parties, uh, going to like university functions and shit, it started becoming proper. Which we were doing a lot. Yeah, and we were doing that a lot. Like yeah. Spending a lot of money and shit. Rent money. Rent money as well. <laughs> like, Which we'll talk about know. on another day, uh, but not today. That's another topic. Yeah. I don't know what we're thinking, but well, <laughs> I think it worked out, but we're still here. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, it was it was an adjustment, but I uh, I I feel like it's a path that maybe God was taking me on. Uh, I wouldn't. Cause look at you now. What are you trained in now? What did you end up be having to study in South Africa? Yeah, so I didn't pursue my law degree. I, I did something else, social sciences. So I did a bachelor's in social sciences. I did that. So I'm uh, I'm qualified to shape minds now. 
So, <laughs> but when I was in varsity, I knew that I am destined to be a shepherd of minds. Yeah. I am destined to teach people. Got you, fam. Because I was teaching my classmates and everything. I'm like, shit. There is an innate gift. I'm good at this yeah. shit, you know? Mm. So now I'm just teaching, you know, the Chinese, Japanese, Europeans. Got you. Arabian, Got Arabian, you. Whatever. And it's a, it's a beautiful story, man. Like, from where it started to where it is now. And, yeah, like you said, you're shaping minds and, you know, teaching people from an international standpoint. And that is a conversation that I would really want us to have on another day just to talk about how people think yeah. about what people, you know, that do exactly what you do right now, you know, just shaping minds, as you would put it. But, uh, no, definitely, like, I think we need to have another sit down, you know, a follow up episode about this. But thank you so much for for actually coming through and just sharing your stories because a lot of concepts actually were explored in this session, and really, really appreciate you sharing your experiences. And I, I hope someone else can relate and yeah, and can get something out of it. But uh, yeah, thank you. But yeah, before you before we wrap up, yeah. before we wrap up on this. I know we're going to continue talking about this offline and things, but what what are some of the key things that maybe, give me two key things that maybe you learned in this journey, you know, like from, from birth until now that you would want to maybe express to someone else, like from a general perspective, like what are some of the, the key concepts that you deal with and that you would want to give to someone else and say, hey, dude, this is what I've learned and those okay. trays, yeah but what, what 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 are those like if you if i were to ask you yeah i think this whole journey taught me a few things first of all it taught me how to be independent i think in life you don't have to be don't get used to people giving you things on a platter if you try to make a way for yourself and that's what i did gotcha when i was in cyprus even yeah i still try to make a way for myself and not Think that people are going to give you things, you know, just there and help you out whenever you have to make a way for yourself. Yeah. Independence, that's the most important thing. Got you. Mm. Another thing, I feel like people should explore more. Yeah. Don't confine yourself uh, at a certain point where it's just you are in your own circle. You're doing the same things and, you know, all the things. Explore and do whatever you can to get out of that bubble. Gotcha. And, and you know try to find yourself in that manner and i feel like that's from my own experiences they brought me up to be the kind of person that i am today and we love you and for yeah, who you are right now i appreciate that you know? yeah so yeah it's, it's a learning curve just be you and try to explore be independent try to you know make your way in this life fantastic because if you don't come, if you don't have a trust fund, you better find a way out there. You <laughs> gotta best believe you're gonna trust Shit. yourself. Yeah, fucking amazing, man. And there you have it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much, Forge, for coming through and just having this random conversation. I know it was, yeah, the planning behind it, no one will ever know, but this was as random as random can be. So fucking amazing thank you so much for for coming through fortune is one of my really really close friends to date and we really link up and we have these random conversations it might feel like this is all planned and everything but these are the regular conversations that we have and that is what this whole platform is about where we want to just share this kind of experiences that we have with each other these conversations that we have with each other and 
we just want to put it out there because I, for a fact, know that someone else could take something from this and could relate from this and just say, hey, hey, I'm going through the exact same rubbish and who knows, maybe I'm going to be all right, you know, and that is exactly what this whole platform is about so thank you so much for tuning in up until this point if you got to this point so really really appreciate you and the love that you're giving to the space and we'll have a chat about this again uh, or something else on another episode so thank you so much for tuning in really really appreciate you and uh, yeah cool leave live podcast with dad and today fortune tuned in Fantastic. Thank you so much for pulling through. Sure. And, anytime, anytime. Yeah. So, like we always say, cheers. You know, clink, cheers. clink. You know, uh, thank you so much for pulling through. Peace. Bags. One love.